As a small business owner, how many of you hate dealing with all of the tedious admin and paperwork? Don't worry, you're not alone. You need to set aside that frustration you're feeling because there's a more enlightened way to look at the situation. Let's look at it this way. If you're still managing to deal with your paperwork on your own by using a spreadsheet, then you're going to absolutely crush it when you start getting help from FreshBooks. You see, FreshBooks has created ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software for self-employed people who would rather spend their precious time building their businesses than dealing with mountains of paperwork. One thing I really love about FreshBooks is that you can send clean and professional looking invoices in about 30 seconds. And with literally two clicks, you can can set yourself up to receive payments online. We all like doing that. For your free 30-day unrestricted trial, just go to freshbooks.com backslash my taught you and enter my taught you and the how did you hear about a section. Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the my taught you podcast tonight. Uh, it is Thursday, January 18th, 2018 and I am back Uh, sooner than I typically would be. And the reason for that is that I was going through the My Taught You podcast inbox. And so if you want to send me emails, the email address is mytaughtyou at gmail.com. So I was going through that inbox and I found that I kept getting the same sort of theme of emails. And I said, okay, if this many people are sort of going through this this week, I should go ahead and address this. So this is the I Hate My Job podcast. So I've got three letters tonight. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read them. And as always, you know, please feel free to write me. Let me know your thoughts. We discussed this on the Facebook page. So that's facebook.com backslash my taught you. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get into the first letter. Uh, So first letter says, hi, my leak. I have a dilemma. Let me start from the beginning. I want to pursue a career as a lawyer. I am in the process of retaking the LSAT, which means I probably wouldn't go to school until around 2019. And I'm currently working a job that I hate. I took this job because I needed a job after college. And this was the only option. Fast forward to now where I have been looking for a job in the legal field for a few months and nothing. I have had a few leads, but no offers. I'm at the point where I'm not even seeing any jobs that I am even genuinely qualified for. So I pray and I ask God to show me my next move. The next day I am approached by my boss to tell me that I've been considered for a role that is better than the job I'm doing now and would kind of expose me to a bit of legal work. Here's the kicker. They went about it in such a scrambling way. There's no formal training and the person that is vacating the role only has about two to three days to train me. I would temporarily have to do my job plus the new job until they hire someone to replace me. And I asked if there would be a pay increase. My boss is saying after four to six months, they would review it, which is absurd. But the HR manager told me that that wasn't true and that he handled the situation very poorly. It's a hot mess of a situation and I'm not quite sure how to proceed. I would love the opportunity, but everything is just a mess and it doesn't sit well with me. I would greatly appreciate any advice you have. Thank you, Miss Confused. 
So I'm going to take a huge jump right now, you guys. Um, But when I started to read these uh, emails that I was getting this week, I thought about the divorce statistic. And you're like, what the heck does this have to do with anything? But um, January is the number one month for divorce. Um, According to the courts, January is the month when most divorces are filed. And um, they say that a lot of it is maybe because the holidays are over and that people are, you know, wanting to have a fresh start on the new year. You know, January is the time for resolutions and planning for the year ahead. So it doesn't surprise me that my inbox is filled with, I hate my job. Um, and January, we're really looking at our lives and trying to see where things are going. So I get it. And so that's when I started, I was like, literally every day this week, I've gotten an email. um, And even probably some of last week, I've gotten an email about like, either the subject is I hate my job or somewhere through it, somebody hates their job. Um, But let's get back into this letter. I'm not sure why you're retaking the LSAT, but my educated guess would be that you didn't pass it. Therefore, you need to take it again. With that being said, you have one whole year before you'd go to law school, getting you closer to your dreams of pursuing your career as a lawyer. You say this was your only option for a job after college. And trust me when I tell you that I understand because entry level post-college jobs are hard to come by. This isn't just, you know, your personal issue. This is an everybody issue. So a lot of times we end up taking what we can because we got bills. You've been looking for another job for a few months, also known as no time, and still haven't found anything, also known as totally normal. I thought it was interesting that you said you prayed to God to show you your next move, and then if I'm going by what you said, you are showed, in your words, a role that is better than the job you're doing now and would expose you to a bit of legal work. I might be crazy, but this has next move written all over it. Okay. It's a little messy. You'd only be there for maybe a year unless you plan to continue to work there through law school. Um, As for doing the multiple jobs thing. So I get a lot of uh, conversation or people writing me about, you know, they're asking me to do this job and that job. Um, but there are only eight hours in a day. So you'd be dividing your day between the jobs. So you wouldn't be doing two jobs in 16 hours. You would just be sort of toggling between the two jobs, uh, for eight hours in the day. So still really just doing an eight hour work day. There may or may not be a pay increase, but let's face it, you, you are being considered for a role that you aren't necessarily qualified for because you don't have any work experience. So you aren't coming into the role with years of experience. They're giving you a shot at a role in which you have no prior experience. This is your chance to get the legal experience that you need to qualify for these other jobs that you just can't seem to get small sacrifice. Sometimes And the truth is, a lot of times, things get messy. Learn to adapt and stay focused on what you need most. And right now, you need legal experience. And here it is laying in your lap. 
This isn't the rest of your life. It is a moment in your career. Snatch it and move on when the time is right. So that is my answer. I know a lot of times we get caught up in so many different things and it's like, you know, I need to be paid. I need this. I need that. But it's like, okay, if I was really shaking down my priorities, what do I need more than anything right now? What I need more than anything is legal experience. And you're going to be able to get this experience without paying for it. You're going to get paid to get the legal experience. So this is not forever in your life. This is just literally a moment. So I say get everything that you can and you'll know when the time is right, you'll move on. But you're now going to have something on your resume that will qualify you for these other jobs that you just can't seem to get. And to me, I feel like this has glittering gold all over it. Little messy, but it's like sift through all of that, brush the dirt off of it and get what you need. Next letter. Dear my leak, I am a black female photographer living in LA. I graduated with a BA in journalism two years ago. I'm currently working at an e-commerce art company and I hate my job. I started as an intern and currently hold the junior customer service manager title. I desperately want to quit. I am a creative and I feel like I have paid my dues with this company. The admin work is not fulfilling. I am so burned out. I would love to go freelance, but I'm very scared I won't make enough money. For three years, this position has stripped my creativity and left me stressed, overworked, and severely resentful. I supervise three people. I split the majority of the workload with the senior manager. I tend to outwork him. He is late every day and he takes off early when the bosses are out on travel. I just feel like I'm always doing more. I'm so angry and resentful. I go above and beyond working unpaid overtime hours or remotely while on vacation and weekends. I strategize new policies and procedures, design new consultation features, design new consultation features. I've made the department what it is. At my annual review, I received a 10% salary increase. Very grateful. I also requested a title change and provided our COO with a variety of new titles I think fit my job description and duties. He entertained the idea in the meeting. I care about the fact that I do more than customer support. In an interior I'm an interior art consultant, a large format printer, and I write creative copy. Initially, I was looking to drop the junior portion of my title, but I wanted a more conclusive dynamic title, like photography manager or operations manager. Unfortunately, nothing ever came of this. We're a small company. Half the team is creative and the other is operations. My annual annual review is coming up a year from now, and I plan to give my CEO in COO and ultimatum. I've previously tried to resign and they did everything to keep me on board. I want to use this leverage to move into a creative role with the company with desires of gaining new experience this year. With a new creative title and experience, I hope to then leave for a new position at another media company in a field I'm more motivated and inspired by. I don't want to work. I don't want my work to be in vain, but If nothing comes of my request and I still decide to leave, I feel like I'd be walking away empty handed with a job title that can't be used in the direction I want to go. 
Yes, I've gained so much customer service consulting and admin experience on the job. My question is, how do I apply these skills to more creative brand strategy, production-based opportunities? I've witnessed two other colleagues ask for reassignment, leaving their initial roles, and now working creative spaces within the company. If they can do it, I can too, right? Do you have suggestions for negotiations during annual annual reviews? Have you ever had an employee have the audacity to tell you exactly what they want? Has their work ever been so undeniable that you gave into their demands? In the most professional way, I've given my blood, sweat, and tears to this company. I want to step into the creative, but I don't know how. Please help. And so I, my first thing is that I love you, girl, because I wrote her back. A lot of these people I wrote back immediately because I felt their pain. And I said, you know what? This is my three sentence answer. And I'm going to tackle this in a podcast. But I'm like, I love you, girl. But let's turn the drama down a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, this is how I feel. And I always tell you guys that my advice is just my advice. It is not necessarily law. Take what you need, leave the rest on the floor. But this is how I feel. Um, And I probably, I think why I really wanted to do this podcast is because I see myself in you. Like I remember feeling um, certain ways, uh, especially first job out of college. And so I was like, okay, let me at least lay something a little bit different on your plate now that I have been working for a longer time. Uh, We've been conditioned to believe that after two to three years in a job or in a role, we're ready to move on. Entry level two years, director two years later, in charge of the whole company two years after that. And that simply is not reality. Um, Maybe what you need is a new experience versus a higher level experience. That's something to think about. Um, You are early career. And that means that You're in the first third of your work life. So you intern for a year and you've only been working there full time for two years. So you are early career and that means that you're in the first third of your work life. What does that mean? The first third, the average American works 34 years. So we're talking about 10 actual years of you being at the beginning of your career. And I know nobody really wants to hear that, but that's what it is. You know, I think about my career and the work that I was doing and three years into my career, um, I knew some stuff, but not nearly as much as I know now. Um, Mathematically, I would say I've probably been working, you know, as a full-time professional, probably 14 years um and I'm still I'm considered mid-career um but I've been working you know kind of in the same space and that's what happens when you're constantly job hopping and I know that when we're young it's like nobody stays put anymore but it's like every time you're starting over and starting over and not really getting um a lot of really good experience in one place uh it's kind of like restarting 
all over again. And so it's like, I feel like for a lot of time, I have spent about 14 years sort of dedicated in the same area with some variation. You know, I I would say PR marketing has essentially been my career choice. It has um, varied in many ways, but for the most part, it has stayed the same. So I have been able to really grow professionally. And so I really want you to think about the amount of time it actually takes to get out of the entry portion of your career and get into the mid career portion. So 14 professional years that I've been working, I probably have been working in total for 22 years and I'm still considered mid career. So I wanted to address the admin work and admin work tends to not be fulfilling for many, but we all have to do it. All of us, even me, I still do admin work typically on Mondays. It sucks and it rarely goes away. So go ahead and embrace it because it's life. Even if you have an admin assistant, notice they just assist. They aren't doing all of it. You're still going to do some admin. And so I just, I know it's like admin is unfulfilling, but we all have to do it. It's that part where, you know, we, we get these degrees, we go to school and we are sort of like bamboozled into thinking that all we're going to do is creative work, paint, color, paint, take pictures and all that good stuff. But even if you went out and you were on your own freelancing, please believe me when I tell you that 50% of the job is the work is the talent the stuff that you get to do and the other 50% is admin you know paperwork uh, billing you know there's just a lot there's just a lot of admin regardless of what you choose to do so I wanted to kind of just give you a hug on the admin and be like girl I know we all hate it but we all do it um You feel like you've paid your dues and we all know that feelings are not facts and let's face it, they don't feel like you've paid them. You don't know why they feel that way, but they don't. And that is the fact right now. You feel like you've paid your dues and maybe they don't feel like you have. And that's okay too. If you are a creative, work should not be your only creative outlet. You should still be creating outside of work. You say this job stripped you of your creativity. um, And I just wonder, have you simply not been keeping creative outside of work, which you should be doing, even if you had a creative role? So let's just say they put you in a creative role. The best way to stay creative is that you have to always be creating or thinking or looking or researching or getting inspiration. So even in the creative role, you should be doing other creative things outside of the job. So as for the guy that you feel like you're doing more than the senior manager guy, you probably are doing more. That's just the way it is sometimes too. Um, I'd stay away from comparing myself to others at this stage of the game. Um, When I first started working, I always did more. And now I am light years ahead of everyone that got rewarded for slacking off back then. So it's just that thing of like, it may look like people are getting away with things, but it's just, you know, they say whatever's done in the dark comes to light. That stuff is true professionally. If you're cutting up and slacking off, like that only, that has a, that has a um, expiration date. That doesn't go on forever. So uh, let's not even discuss him because he's on borrowed time and don't even worry about him because he's whack and he'll, he'll find out in enough time. Now, the job title thing kind of moved me and it's like titles matter, but they don't. 
There are how many CEOs in the world right now? There are tons of CEOs with one employee or maybe even two. And same here, same with me. I'm in charge of my company. And that's why I call myself like the chief experience officer because I don't have a ton of employees. And so I can't compare myself to like the CEO of like an Amazon or a Facebook or something like that. It's like I'm not even managing that many people. So the title is kind of like, eh. It comes down to the work you do and your actual core competencies. You can be a manager at let's just say Claire's Boutique. Great title, but what were you but it's what you were doing that matters. And a junior person at one particular job may have likely gained um more skills as an assistant somewhere else. So uh it doesn't really matter that what that much. A job title doesn't always reflect your value. Um, you have to decide if you're in need of a new experience, um, but there's no need in staying there seething for the next year because it will impact your performance. When I first started my job out of college, I managed my ego in advance. I promised myself that I was going to learn as much as I possibly could because the truth was that I knew nothing fresh out of college. I wasn't getting paid a ton and I had an entry level title and every day I soaked up everything that I could. I moved on when I felt there wasn't much left for me to learn with that company in that department. It was that and I had gotten so good that one of the clients hired me away. That's always a great indicator of how dope you are. Somebody will snatch you up if you're killing it. If this company won't give you a creative role, you should start looking for a place that will. You may have to start over or you suck it up there and get even more experience and raises and show that you're willing to do your time perhaps you start working on some of the creative things in your off time find a way to show them what they're missing out on so I have it for an example hey I know you didn't need this from me but when xyz client said they needed this and that I took a stab at it and wanted to know what you thought of it blow somebody's mind I can't move you if I haven't seen you kill it. Show them. So it's like right now you want them to just take a chance on you. Show them why you deserve to be moved to the creative team. A lot of times we want jobs and roles just because we want them, not because we've truly earned them. Killing the admin doesn't mean you're going to kill the creative job. And it's your job to show and prove to them that you can. It's going to take up even more time, but it'll get you where you're going. Let me know because I did write you. So write me back and tell me what you think. So there's a twist on the I hate my job uh, email for this question. So I'll read this one to you. Hi, my leak. In a few of your podcasts, I've heard you speak about the importance or lack thereof of happiness in the workplace. I agree that many of us has many of us have bought into the love what you do yada yada mantra, which leaves us discontent with having a position, having a position that doesn't check off all of the bullet points on our dream job. I manage a small business dedicated to providing therapy services. Our founder is constantly on the road. So I'm asked with all of I am tasked with all of the managerial responsibilities in the office, including the hirings and firings. I recently hired a young woman who is not only insanely qualified to do the work required, but is naturally gifted at her position. She is one of our therapists. The clients love her. However, I have heard from other staff and have seen on her social media on her social media that she is unhappy 
working with our company. She posted about dreading going to that place today in reference to our office. We pay her we pay her above average wage for her position and experience, offer full benefits including vacation, PTO, and parental leave. I met with her last week to understand why she was feeling dissatisfied. She denied hating the job, but admitted that she may be better suited for private practice since she doesn't agree with all of our strategies with the clients. My question to you is, would you let her go? She's built such a strong rapport with her clients. I'm hesitant to yank her away with no guarantee that the clients will connect to her replacement. Is it worth it to keep an employee who has publicly voiced dissatisfaction with our company? but is really good at her job, should I, as a manager, put any value on her unhappiness so long as she continues to get the job done? She's uh, 75% through with her probation period. We'll either let her go or offer her a permanent position afterward. So she asked me, what do I think? My model in life has always been until they say it to your face, consider it unsaid. Um, I have heard from other coworkers when you said that would be considered gossip, in my opinion. You being on her social media, and I'll, let me go back to that. I consider it gossip because it's like we, I, you don't know why. I mean, if she's really good, we don't know why other people are saying, you know, they could be hating on her. I don't really know. So if people are saying that she didn't say it to me, um, I'm just going to consider it unsaid unless I heard her say it. So it's like, you know, that's gossip. Um, you being on her social media also doesn't really qualify because who knows why people post what they post. And unless she called the company out directly, she just said that place. Like, who knows? I don't, you know, she could, who knows? It's just, you know, it's just, unless it was a direct call out, that is still an assumption as well. Um, you spoke to her. She says she doesn't hate it. She says she doesn't agree with all of your strategies. If she's as good as you say she is, why not ask her what sort of changes she thinks could be made? Because can't we all afford to get better? Um, how do we keep her happy so that she stays, stays because it sounds like she's killing it. Um, I absolutely would not let her go, although she may eventually leave. Um, see what she says when it's time to go permanent, measure her against her actions. Um, and if her actions say something different from what you've heard or seen on social, like then that's all that you should be thinking about at this time. Um, instead of being on the defense, let's get her involved and see if you can make her happy to keep her with you longer. Um, I say you separate the work from the chit chat and level up. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm happy that I could come on and pop in and talk about this. If you are hating your job right now, shoot me an email because maybe we can, um, continue to talk about this, but the email is my taught you at gmail.com. And if you have some thoughts on this, you don't agree with me, shoot me a tweet. I'm at my leak. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about it on the Facebook page too. Um, journals are still pre-selling. I believe they're going to be shipping out next week. So you can go to my taught you.com and make sure you get your limitless living journal. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.